like at first I used to love bears and I'm like, like fuck me bears. And then the bear community is like, oh, you're bony. I can't handle you. I'm like, okay. Welcome back to Bad in Bed, the queer sex education podcast. This episode, we're going to be having on one of Bobby's best friends and drag queen extraordinaire, Tainomi Banks. But first, I want to talk to Bobby about nudes. Nudes. We, you know, we all take, I don't know if I could say we all take them, but I certainly do. Yeah, so, well, I actually asked my Twitter audience how they take their nudes, and it was opposite to me. So I compiled them. I, if I'm feeling myself on a certain day, I will be like, okay, time to, like, pull out the ring light. <laughs> time to, like, you know, take your best shots and then keep them for the next month or so. And then take new ones so that they're always fresh. Wait, so Bobby, I have sent you my nudes before. I've yes. been like, Bobby, I need to show you this really hot photo I just took of myself. And then he says, okay, send it. And then I send it. So I send my nudes to my friends, usually because I'm fishing for compliments and words of affirmation is my love language. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently asked my Instagram audience if they do this too, if they send nudes to their friends. I was shocked. A thousand people responded and 27% said that they did, which means that the other 73% doesn't. And that surprises me because all of the queer women I know do this. That was actually what I wanted to ask was like, what what would you estimate your following is? Like, would you say majority queer? Majority queer, um, a really high percentage are what I would coin like baby gays are folks who are like newly exploring their sexuality or coming to terms with it and so maybe age plays a role here um but i was really surprised because all of the queer women who i know in real life like this is our group chats right no and honestly um at the bar a few weeks ago i'm pretty sure yeah me and all my friends we were all on our phones like because now that the pandemic is like you know we're starting to kind of let things be a little bit more normal now you got to get to a bar at like 9 a.m if you want to do like if you want to get in and not wait in the line. I mean 9 a.m. PM. <laughs> I was like, shit, Toronto is gray gray. Hanging out all day long. No. So yeah, around 9 p.m. Craving. And we uh so we all just like went around a circle and we're showing our nudes being like, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? Like it was a full-on just like, oh, okay. Like it's a solid way to kind of before you send, get like the reassurance from your friends, because we will be honest, you know, we'll be like, no, nah, it's not your best. You know, like I would, I would save that one for, you know, the trash bin. Oh, interesting. My friends yeah. would never say that to me. Like, and part of this is that we have really hot for like, my friends are fucking spicy and they have a good aesthetic eye. So nobody's like sending a picture of their bits as compared to like, do people with penises send it like next to a measuring stick? Is that a thing? Um, Some people like to do it for, because Dicks can look like anything. Like, you really don't get the idea of, like, length or girth or anything unless you have something to compare it to. So, like, a lot of the time, Red Bull cans are very popular. Remote controls are very popular. Um, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's 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 very, um, not aesthetically pleasing, but you know what? Like, a, a dick's a dick, you know? Like, I mean, we're all, some of us are size queens, some of us aren't. I'm personally not. I could care less about that. Wait, so if you're not looking necessarily for the length of the cock when you yeah. receive a photo, what is it that you are drawn to? It's vascularity, the art the yeah. artistry, like what is the what is the appeal? Honestly, it's just having the visual, I think. 
Mm. of just like okay so that's what's hiding under there do you know what i mean like Mm. just knowing what they're packing like it doesn't have to be anything truly because uh trixie mattel trixie mattel you know who i absolutely love also drag Mm -hmm. queen which ties into our episode said like you know if i'm dating somebody i would like it to be like an average to a below average size dick so that i can just hop on it like i don't want to have to like clean out my entire meal for the week and pole vault on a dick every day you know what i mean like and I was like, relatable. I get that. But you know what? If I end up with a guy with a big dick, then so be it, you know? For me, it's less about, like, the actual anatomy of what I am seeing and the mm. fact that somebody wants to use their body to turn me on. Like, there is this, right. like, mental piece to it. Like, something like, mm, I'm getting this because they want to make me horny. And it is working. <laughs> right. And do you, um, do you find that... Like so, what sucks about I guess when you take that you compile them and then you send them is that they're not taking it in the moment to like you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're not reacting to you. Like if I see like someone take a picture of their dick in the moment and it's like hard and they're like jerking off to me, that's hot. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, I did that. I influenced this erection. You know, where like I guess if you've stockpiled it, it's just like you were jerking off to something else and now you're just sending it. Yeah, I guess if we were like exchanging other kinds of snapchats and i knew that person was at the beach and then they sent me a nude in a ski resort i'd be like what the fuck i think i would probably get a little bit salty i'd be at least at least fake it at least pretend you're taking this in the i pretend that i'm taking it in the moment i might stockpile it but i'm oh okay (laughs) i'm not like brb gonna go into my sex toy my sex photo folder to find you something to recycle no i'm like fully pretending i just took it okay yeah you know what i've I, I was gonna like be like, Gabby, how dare you? But I totally do the same thing. I think that's normal. Do you have a favorite? Like I have one that like was probably taken, I don't know, two years ago. And I'm like, damn, I love this nude so much that like, you know, it will pop up again. You know, if I'm like really looking to impress someone, I'm like, here we go. Okay, so I, I walked past my mirror last night after I did a workshop and I was really feeling myself. And so I asked one of my best friends if I could send a photo of myself to her. And this is what she said. Oh my God, the dichotomy of the sexy bra with your jacked ass body and diesel arms is so legit, girl. You should be feeling yourself. Talk about the best response. I was like, oh my God, she sees me. She sees my gender. This is everything I've ever wanted to hear. Who needs love when you've got friends like that, you know, to right? boost you up? And we actually do talk about that with Tainomi in the episode. Yeah, let's bring her, let's bring her on. Let's bring her on. Hello, size royalty. Yep, that's the gender neutral term I'm using for size queen. Damn, do I have the dildo for you. Fun Factory sells a dildo known as the Boss, which is their longest, thickest, girthiest dildo that they offer featuring seven and a half inches of insertable length and 1.5-ish inches in girth. This dildo is thick and long and juicy. Perfect for anyone who likes to feel full full as well as people who like to strap on long. Check it out at funfactory.com and get yours. Today's guest is legendary drag queen and my bestest friend, Tainomi Banks. She's an icon, she's a legend, she's the moment, and she's about to introduce herself. Hi, Tainomi, how are you? That was very extra, and I liked it. Thank you very, very much. I am Tainomi Banks, icon to the children. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I really want to start, Tainomi, by 
how we met, because I think it's a very cute story and I think it's very indicative of both of our personalities. So I met Tainomi, how long ago was it now? Three years? Actually, you think so? I think three years, four years? It has to be four. It feels like four, four years, definitely. Definitely. So picture this, Bobby Box, Baby Gay, has not been on, maybe been on one date prior. So I get on the, I go on this date with this very handsome man named Michael. Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> and he says, Oh, I want to bring you to Toronto because I lived in Hamilton at the time. So I was like, Oh, big city vibes. Like I'm into this. So I make the drive. I'm all nervous. I've never really, like, we've met a few times, but like this was our date. So this was a big moment. And it was at, um, what was the hotel called that you were? Oh, the Gladstone. Gladstone. So yeah. it was Drag Race viewing party, and Tainomi was performing with Alice in Chains in between, like two drag queen performances. And I was absolutely enamored by Tainomi Banks. I said, who is this Beyonce queen just destroying the stage and walking in between, dancing up on all the guys? Amazing. Um, so... Not only, you know, the show was meh, Tainomi was fantastic. End of the show, Mike knows Tainomi. So we go up to speak to Tainomi. And next thing I know is uh, their tongues are down each other's throats. (laughs) And I am like, oh, oh, okay. So I'm feeling a little left out. And Tainomi feels the vibe. So we start making out as well. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it becomes as really, you know, hot three-way kiss and then afterward um tainomi says do you want to come to this other bar where i'm performing afterwards and i say absolutely but mike says no we're going back to my place because i got deflowered that night (laughs) (laughs) so so rude i think that's so rude The night I met Tainomi was also the night I lost my bottoming virginity. So it was a big day. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so Bob, I know that you're obsessed with drag now, but yeah. was that the case when you saw Tainomi for the first time? Or is this like your first exposure to drag? So good, great question. Drag actually like kind of helped me come out. So I watched Drag Race and like there was a certain conversation between Kim Chi and Bob that made me decide to come out because the Kim wasn't out to their parents or whatever. And then Bob said, it's sad that I've known Kim for like, you know, a few months and I already know them better than their, their parents do. And I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, my parents don't even know who I am really, you know? So I was like, I need to do this. So drag race kind of gave me my courage to come out, but Tainomi was the very first live drag queen I ever saw perform. Tainomi, when did you start doing drag? Like what's your origin story there? Mm, 14 years and four scores ago. So, <laughs> and you were, you were Kiki then. Uh, I was, oh yeah, my first drag name was Kiki. Isn't that dirt? Like, it's so, I, <laughs> so awful. So I did, uh, yeah, so 14 years ago, I was the first time. So usually um, drag queens are born either during Pride or Halloween. So I'm a Halloween baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had a boyfriend and everything, and I just, and everyone, and my friends were like, "Yeah, you should go and drag." Literally, girl, you don't understand. I did it and did not want to do it ever again. It honestly was fun in the moment, but my feet the next day were mangled, <laughs> braided up, uh, trash box, uh, 
close your legs to married women. That's all I was saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, it was really hard. And then um, I guess fast forward a little bit. I was going, oh, my friend started a show at this place called The Barn. And he needed another drag queen that like had dancing skills. So obviously, since Sheldon, Sheldon McIntosh came before Tainomi Banks, Sheldon was like me. I was very involved in the community, dancing for drag queens, dancing for celebrities, dancing for everyone. And so I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do this. And my plan was to go back to school. So you could, it's so funny. Like I was just like, I'll do a few gigs until school starts uh, or until I, I decide to go back to school. So I help him and I get ready in drag. Someone helped me put me in drag. And literally history is there. Like, I don't know what happened that night. The lights and uh, how I felt on stage, the openness, the crowd. And I just became, it was instantly obsessed. And I just wanted to learn more. I turned out I love makeup. Like, I just love makeup. I like anything to do with your skin. Uh, I love the transformation of Tainomi turning into a boy, into a girl. I love that art i love that expression um and then uh and this is before drupal drag race and then rupaul drag race came out and then i found that my uh, gigs started rising up because people are like oh this show started getting more and more popular so i started getting more and more popular because i at the time i guess the the most popular there was popular queens in the scene but the new age ones were safonda and then myself i was emerging so like we would have like production type of shows i would have like eight dancers and so like we were kind of like the competing drag queens and um um, yeah and then fast forward to that like i i i my resume is so serious like i like as i look back i'm just like oh my gosh and then drag race happened and then that's when I blew up again, and right. yeah, now fourteen years of drag. Well, I wanted th- all of these questions. People might think like I'm being phony with these questions because we know each other so well. But I am actually asking questions that I genuinely want to know the answer to. And mm-hmm. we never we don't talk about drag too much. Like not your drag, like at least you know we know Tainomi's the legend. But I wanted to know is. Tainomi an extension of Sheldon or is this an entirely new persona you've crafted because I find that when people do drag they either create a character that's nothing like who they are or it's just more an extension like a more dramatic version of who they are um I have an answer with another answer okay <laughs> so, <laughs> no it's funny because like for myself I things it's so, so it's funny because like me as Sheldon I was so extra when I was a twink back then. And then all of a sudden getting into Tainomi mode, you're allowed to do so much and get away with so much when you're a drag queen. And it's just, it's just always been like that. So like I could speak my mind, I could have a bad day, but like everything gets translated into my dance and through song. If someone pisses me off, I will not apologize for it. I'll just tell you off. And, but like, I'm always right. (laughs) and no one will question it so i want to say tainomi is a magnification of sheldon so things that bother me today and like this all of a sudden i'll just like keep them until i get in drag again or maybe when i'm doing my makeup i release energy in that way and uh, yeah so my friends who've known me for all my life would literally say tainomi is sheldon but like very 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 extra yeah, no, truly, that's what I was thinking when I asked. Like, when I did write through, I was like, you you don't change who you are, really. It mm-hmm. just becomes, like, a little more 
amplified, you know, like you're who you are. Yeah. So I wanted to ask another thing in your performances, you always seem to target <laughs> a man and like, you kind of like, do you purposely choose the man that you think will be a little embarrassed so you can like showcase him in front of everybody? Cause you do that leg drape and then it's over for them. Like, you know, you put that leg in front of them and it is. So many men love legs. I don't know yes. what it is. Men loving legs. And I think I never even considered myself like having beautiful long legs. Oh, come on. Well, no, I just do my thing. Right. But women come up to me and they're like, Oh my God, I would die for your legs. Then men are like, Oh, you have beautiful legs. So there's like a, a art or an instinct when I'm in drag and I see someone in a room, it's energy. It's all about energy. And I believe in it so much. That one man that I've, I've pointed out, he's been watching me and he's sending me energy that he's trying to act like all cool. Like he doesn't notice me, but I notice him. And so I'm very respectful though, when I approach, yes. do these things. And I love any, anytime I know me like attacks, it's always within respect in their feelings and I want the, and it's to make them feel comfortable because I've never got complaints. I've always been, I like either I get a drink after or they, they want to talk to me more or they're like, Oh, I love how I feel. And I get a message usually sometimes they're like, Hey, I used to be really uncomfortable in these situations and you made me feel so welcomed and loved. Like I always get messages like that afterwards. Does the intimacy feel like a two way street or does it mostly feel like other folks feel like they have a more intimate relationship with you and see you as a star than what you feel towards them as the audience? I want to say yes to both. Okay. Um, there's just like, I have different fan base and different ages. So like, I feel, I experience it different as uh, the older you get. Some mm -hmm. people really, really have a strong connection with me and it's like, and if I'm not, <laughs> it's hard to like fake me. Like I'm very like, you know, I'm just very honest with my facial and stuff. Yes. So when I get approached and people are like, oh, I love you. I'm very like, <laughs> I don't know how to get out of it. So I'm just, I, I kind of go with it. I'm like, oh, okay, honey. Um, but sometimes it's just show. It's like a show. So I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know. It's all a, an illusion sometimes. Um, but sometimes I'm really feeling it and I, I like the connection. Mm. I wanted to ask if you feel sexier as Tainomi or as Sheldon? Oh, great question. Oh, it's so weird. I think there was time, there was a time where I, I don't know, I think it was a roller coaster because in the beginning it was, it was both. And then there was a time when it was just more Tainomi. And wow. then, um, but like, that's me wearing my feelings on my like shoulders and everything. So mm -hmm. like, Anything I was going through, if I didn't, like, even dating, like, if I was not feeling it and guys weren't feeling me, then it's just easier to pour all that into Tainomi. And then, right, like, I even had, I people are going to find out, like, obviously, people ask me, and I, I don't know if you guys were going to ask me, but have I had sex when I was Tainomi? Yeah. There was a moment where it's like, that's all I would do. Interesting. Yeah. And I just was better at, at the time. Yeah, so like you kind of it ebbs and flows. It sounds like like sometimes you do feel sexier as Tainomi, and other times you're like, no, Sheldon's where it's at. Yeah, like like, like these days, like everyone's living for me as Sheldon. Like when I'm out of dress. Yes, I don't know. There's a confidence I have where it's like I don't give a fuck kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like and so I'm just like yeah. And I feel like that's a recent, a more recent development that I've noticed in you. Actually, is like Sheldon's so much more confident as Sheldon now. 
Yeah. And you won't put up with any bullshit, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. No, no. So uh, now that you've, I was going to ask if you've had sex and drag. Yeah. I just want to know like what it's like. So do they want you to like bottom top? Are you still playing Tainomi? Like what, what's the situation? What's it like? Do you guys want to die? Yes. <laughs> I've so many different stories. Um, I have some where this guy used to find out my shows. Like, this is before Drag Race. And used to come to all my shows. And then after, and I always play hard to get. So at the end of the night, he's like, oh, I'll wait for you. I'm like, no. And like, I'm so mean. I'll always like mean. And then at the end, and he would just wait till the very end. And then I'm, I would flag down a cab in front of him. And he used to come over and grab my bag and be like, stop playing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I would go home with him. And um, he would want me to top him. And I just found that so interesting at the time. Yeah. Um, it was not that I was not into it. I did it for him because he liked it. Right. But for me, I'm like, I have my bra hair. Like, it was so strange. I felt like not me. I felt like I was in another person's body. So I was in China. That's when the split happened. Because I would just think I'm a girl. So I would like to be more submissive. And they're like, they were... Um, more aggressive with me until the bedroom and then they became submissive isn't it funny how that always seems to be the case like the ones who seem like it's such a dom in the streets is such a sub in the sheets like, hello hello yeah. hello hello uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i I've, I've i mean like i love that you you have because so many queens that i've spoken to in the past have been like no, I won't do it because I feel there's nothing unsexier than like at end of the night in drag because like, you know, you've got to like untuck. Well, at the time, like there's different phases, right? Like if I'm like having a serious dance performance night, hell no. My penis has been in my body the whole, like four hours. I'm like, no, I don't feel sexy. Yeah. There's some nights uh, me uh, and my girl, like drag girlfriends would like go out and drag and just like, oh. And, you know, and that's the night it would, like, happen. They're like, yo, let me talk to you. I'm like, do you want to talk to this? And I'd be, like, all in it and everything. Um, yeah. And there was times where, like, guys, it's so weird because, like, I would get picked up, like, from a car. But, like, I wouldn't go in the car. I'd, I would tell them how sketchy it was to be in a the car. Then, you know, like, like a drive-by kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then they would part in the car and be like, hey, that was sketchy. And then come talk to me. But like, I've, I've talked to these people like for like a few hours. And then they'd come into the show with me, watch the show, stay to the end. Because like, I'm like, okay, well, this is my world and my job. And if I'm going to go home with you, I need to feel as safe as I can feel. I've always mentioned that I like to go on a date, even if it's just prior to sex, like if that's all it is. Because you want to get the, the read on the person, right? Like you don't want to go home with a total creep so like if they stay around for your show and you can kind of watch them you can be like okay they seem like a a decent human yeah and i used to i see everything and like it's just energy and being safe it's like yeah like go ahead like i'm gonna be a hoe let me be a hoe but like obviously do it in a safe way and make sure i'm comfortable in that situation right are you on the dating apps yeah, I'm on one and i love it i don't know why i'm so loving it uh but it's a scruff i've just been in scruff ever ever since ever since like i was on the other apps before um like grinder but like i found that grinder started doing these ads and these bots used to used to be like guys my type and be like hey like one of me and i'm like oh my god i'm all there for it they're like follow me on this zoom and i'm like no yes and then yes. so i stopped i got rid of that i got rid of adam for adam i got rid of all these things but then i just kept scruff 
Scruff is like gay Facebook. Like totally. Yeah. Like I have friends in there that I haven't hooked up with, but met like in my travels around, like when I've been to Mexico, UK, like, like I have friends on there. Like it first starts off like, Oh, fuck you. And then all of a sudden they're like, how was your day? <laughs> like, it's like so weird. 100%. And Gabby's always found this interesting about like the gay hookup culture is that you can totally show someone your asshole. And then two days later, you're like best friends, like introducing everyone to like the group. It's really, I don't know, because like if it's going to happen in that moment, it should, it should have happened. But like also sometimes like I have attraction for people that like, like uh, Bobby and me were out the other night and there was this man who I've been in love with from since I was like 18 or 20. And now that I'm 40, he's like, like almost 50 he saw me the day and i'm just i've changed and then he's like now he's like oh hey like you you're like you're really handsome and like but like 10 15 years where were you and now you're like it's just so weird how the, the culture and my mindset's changed like so so quickly is there a fusion of tainomi and sheldon on your dating app profile or are you just sheldon or are you just tainomi I'm just Sheldon, but Gabby, you're gonna die uh, at this. Uh, after the show, I've gotten like people like, "Oh my god, I know who you are." If I'm like, "Oh, Wolf, you're like really handsome," they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Tainomi," and I'm like, "It's Sheldon." Like, I have to correct, <laughs> correct them a little bit. No, it's fun. It's like it's cute. They don't ever get too too weird. But then, like, some people are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm freaking out right now because I know you're Tainomi," and I'm like, "Oh, it's fine." Oh, wow. Also, can I fuck your ass? Like, let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. No, it, it is. It's interesting because, you know, drag queens, especially when you're at the caliber that Tainomi is, you are a gay celebrity. Like, you are. Really, when we go out together, Sheldon knows this very well. I'll be rolling my eyes half the time because people just keep coming up to uh, Tainomi and being like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And I'm like, can I just hang out with my friend, please? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to get that intimate time together as friends. So, like, we'll just hang out at my apartment afterward until 6 a.m. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's, it's my great. Favorite. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> so, I want to know, do yes. you find it difficult to date as, you know, Sheldon, but who everyone knows is Tainomi Banks? Like, do you find that maybe there are, like, star fuckers out there who kind of, oh, well, I want to sleep with Tainomi. And then you're like, well, Sheldon's here, too. No, or maybe I'm naive. I haven't really experienced that. Oh, mm -hmm. good. Also, I I was told I always have hot friends. So a lot of people are intimidated by coming to talk to me because they think I... Because like in the gay world, everyone thinks like you sleep with each other, like friends sleep with each other. I don't, but I don't have that. Like, yeah. Like I just don't have that in my life. Like I've slept with one of our friends and even everyone was shocked that we did like yeah but, but we met like on an app and then afterwards became friends and that's that's like one of the first times like other than that it's like i'm very i guess sexual with my friends and i guess flirtatious in my energy mm -hmm. but like it's one thing to do that and then there's another thing to like actually lead with it no, exactly. Like Sheldon and I were out on Tainomi and I were out on on Monday and um we're full on like holding hands and like rubbing each other's hands and like anyone would have thought to look at us that we were dating. But it's just like this is how we interact with each other. Like it's a very intimate friendship. 
I'm really resonating with what you're saying in terms of like the value of platonic physical touch and like physical touch amongst friends. Right. To have friends who can rub your back and hold you and cuddle you is such an underrated gift. And I think it's something that the queer community does that like straight folks just don't do. Yeah, because like you don't need to want anything more than just a respectful connection and and it be just that like just friendship like i i don't know i i when i met bobby and we did that kind of stuff i was like oh this yeah it's just different and but it's like respectful and then there's 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 those boundaries there but we're very respectful of them i honestly i think i've told both of you this like the relationship i have with sheldon i treasure more than anything in the world like honestly truly my best friend and i've said that a few times but mm. it's, it's the truth i feel emotional just like thinking about how much like love i have for my friends yeah yeah that's kind yeah. of and i feel like that's kind of a thing like you know tainomi kind of brought our friend group together and all of us you know some of us are in relationships other of us aren't but the ones who aren't don't really even need one. Like we feel, none of us feel like we need to pursue relationships because we get everything we need from each other. I have honestly, yeah, I have to agree with you. Like the, the, the moment, I think it's from the summer. Uh, I, one day Gab, um, I just thought to myself, I'm like, and because Mark loves going, to, uh, my roommate Mark loves going eating for brunch. So I made a group called uh, Brunch with the Boys. And then I just added like, there's like eight of us, right? And I just added us in this one big group. And we all get along and like each other and we just all go out and do things together. And I literally feel so fulfilled just by doing that. I, I like, I really, I'm getting emotional thinking about this. <laughs> like my, I, I'm like really craving a romantic sexual partner. Like I would love to eventually get married and be mm-hmm. in a monogamous relationship. And that is just like not in my cards right now. And yet I feel like I have like even, maybe 15 people who are, if, if I was to get married tomorrow, like could be in my wedding party, like 15 people who just like love me so much. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's lonely sometimes. And also it's like the absolute opposite of loneliness yeah. because I have all of these really close, intimate relationships that are even like non-sexually, physically and yet I don't have like this like one person. And it's like such a fucking shame that we raise romantic sexual relationships on this pedestal in a way that ultimately devalues all these relationships with people who like would die for me, you know? Right. No, I love that point actually. And it's, I think that that is something that I realized once I came out of the closet was that when you're living the straight life, you're like, it's marriage, mortgage, kids like that's kind of your life is set out in front of you and then when you come out you're like oh none of this like not only is none of this maybe even possible for me but i don't have to follow this weird script that seems pre-written bad and bad listeners i have a confession to make i like playing with my booty hole it's shocking i know and because you know i'm such a fan of fun factories products i need to talk about a toy i haven't discussed before the booty plugs She's cute, she's comfy, and she's perfectly shaped to hit the P-spot. If you've tried and loved the B-ball Uno, your butt is going to crush hard on the booty plug. I guarantee it. Quick tip, once you insert the toy, sit down and rock your body back and forth for more direct pleasure against the prostate. If your toes don't curl, tell me in the DMs because I will be shocked. For more information on the booty plug, which is available in small, medium, and large, visit funfactory.com and use the promo code BADINBED for 20% off. If there's nobody on the bus with you, 
also don't have a tight end. No, it just, it really did change. Like, at first, I used to love bears. And then, like, like, fuck me, bears. And then the bear community is like, oh, you're bony. I can't handle you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and then I tend to, like, daddies. But then daddies are, like, get really vexed a lot. And, mm-hmm. like, they, it's it's almost like they don't want me to have my experiences that they've had. That part. I'm like, uh, let me have my experience. I'm growing up. And they're like, no, you, you're not going to like that. So I have to stay away from that. So now I dated a young guy for a year and I kind of liked that because it was very, it was like no bullshit. Like it was just really easy and it was like no bullshit. And I haven't really met anyone like that. Like the, like anyone I like is always forever. Their eyes are wandering, which could be healthy, but also could be like, why are you doing it? You know? Yeah. And I feel like I'm okay with, you know, wandering eyes, like after maybe a solid foundation of the relationship has been established so that I'm not jealous, you know, like if it started early, I'd be like, oh, you're already looking for someone else. Like this isn't, I just, I've been with people who are just like, I'm like, it's okay to look at someone because you're attractive. Like there's attractive people all the time, but like to like hunt it out and you just, you know, that face and like, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, okay, like, forget it. Like, why am I? why am I with you or in your presence that you're clearly not satisfied with me? So I don't want to feel like shit. So I, I, I tend to notice that right away and want to not do that. Well, and I think that another barrier that you specifically have to deal with that most people don't mm. is that, like you said, a lot of people don't have the confidence to approach you. They come to you as a fan because you are intimidating, you know, not only are you like tall, but you're Tainomi Banks. It's something that I think people come to you and it's almost always like a, you're up here and they're down there, which I don't think attract turns you on specifically. Like you like confidence. You want someone to be like, no, we're on the same level here. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that doesn't happen. Much. Me and Gabriel like, <laughs> <laughs> we're head nodding everyone. Bobby and I don't have the same number of followers and like fans as you do, like much less and still I find that power dynamic so I can't even imagine for someone who is as recognizable as you are like what that is like so Sheldon tell us then let's let's let the listeners know how if somebody wants to take Tainomi Banks out on a date how do they approach just come straight up to me they're like hey I like you um I would like your number it's like it's so uh, we consider it old-fashioned but it's actually works like Mm -hmm. I haven't even gone on dates on my app. I've gone on dates with people who've come up to me and they're like, hey, I would love to hang out with you. I'm like, yeah, sure. Because at least I could give them an honest opinion right there and then. And I don't and I don't entertain things I don't like. So if like if I don't like you, like I just will be like, hey, no, it's more as a friend. Like, like I'll just tell you right there. It's really easy. Because I I'm so good with rejection. Like my whole everything in my career is faced with rejection. That's how I grow from it, right? So, like, if I like, I, I, I've gone up to people so many times. I'm like, oh, I like you. Let's do this. They're like, oh, no, it's friends, man. I'm like, oh, cool. No hard feelings. Just move on. So, yeah, I just, I, it, like, you live once, shoot your shot. I do it all the time. That's what I want people to do. That's true, actually. It's And that's how you approach people that you're interested in. Like, you, you approach yeah. the same way. Yeah. yeah. So, you just basically want to be approached the way you approach others, which is very... Yeah, it's confidently. And I feel like a lot of people, their segue to talk to you is like, oh my God, I'm such a fan. And I, I feel like it does, like we were saying, it sets like an uneven playing field. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm like on a soapbox speaking down to you. 
well, yeah, because sometimes I just rather them not say they're a fan and to like let's let's talk about it later. Like because if, especially if I'm not dressed up in drag, I just hey, want a drink? Yeah, sure. What's your name? What do you right. do? Like I almost just like the drawn outness of that. I like the boring stuff first. <laughs> I'm gonna give myself a homework assignment this week, which is to ask somebody on a date because I don't do this at all, and just I like am it. seeking romance. Gabriel, you're really pretty and you're really fun. I could tell. Like I like I never met you until now, and you're like so cute and outgoing, and I could feel your energy through this. Like fuck, fuck guys. If they're stupid, then you'll find out right away. And you then you save yourself like everything. Like I, I'm soft. I yeah, but it shouldn't hurt your feelings at all. It's nothing to do with you. Also, I find it so interesting that Gabby is that way because in our working and friendship relationship, yeah. Gabby is such a top and like take charge. And then when it comes to dating and stuff, so sensitive and like soft and it's adorable. It's hard. And, it's hard. I yeah. feel like uh, I want agree with me or don't agree with me. But when you let someone into your your walls, you let your walls down and let someone in, it's so scary because you just, we don't, like, I don't like rejection, but it's just like, you just have to talk yourself into, it's not rejection, it's just like, that person's not for you. But like, you will never know until you ask. And I just think I give off like really different vibes in terms of romance. Okay, here's here's something I said to a friend recently that yeah. I think is an outline for the rest of my life, which was in high school, I was like popular enough to get elected as like class president, mm -hmm. but I wasn't hot enough to get a, to have a prom date. Like I went to prom alone. And like in a lot of ways, I think that mirrors the rest of my life. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm popular enough and giving off energy that makes people want to be my friend. But there is this component that I'm just not allowing myself to admit that is keeping me from having romance. And I don't know what that is. Therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Therapist, yeah. what is this? <laughs> no, for the school thing, I just think you went to a dumbass school where people are dumb. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like I had, I went to prom three times for no reason with three different girls. Like I shouldn't have been going to prom at grade nine, 10, 11. Or with girls. No, no. Then I, went, <laughs> I know all, all girls, all girls. And I, then I got class president and they, uh, no, no, I won prom king and best dress. Work. Work. Like I was full out fag then. It's like. <laughs> yeah. No, and I did. Okay, so mine is very actually. It's funny that you're making these like parallels to like our high school. So, I uh, I went with the most popular girl in school, like the the like Regina George of uh, the thing. And I thought I was like, oh, you know what? I'm like, I got the hottest girl in school, and like nobody knows. And it's like everyone knew that I was just the gay guy going to prom with the popular girl in school. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, I'm not out yet. They just think I'm this player. But no, absolutely not. So you think she read you as safe? Yes, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had like my emo haircut, like, you know, the swoop and everything. It was, yeah, I was very safe. <laughs> Wait, I want to see photos. Please. Absolutely not. Been wiped from the internet. Good luck. Are you lying? <laughs> well, before we go too much into our high school trauma, um, Tanyami, where can folks follow you and keep admiring you? 
Oh, yes. I am always on Instagram and I think that's the best place. And if you're having a bad day, go to my Instagram because I always put funny stories on there. So uh, Tainomi Banks, um, if you want to book me for a party to cheer you up or just dance for you, let's go to my Instagram because it's all the links are in my link tree. Yeah, that's easy. I put all my links. Also Cameo, right? Cameo. No, don't promote that. Okay. <laughs> you know how much you don't love. I hate cameo, but like, but yeah, like, book me. <laughs> on next week's episode, Gabby and I are hosting a roundtable talk on how location impacts queer hookup culture. We'll be talking with sex educator Kai Werder and our beloved senior podcast producer, Vivian McCall. Are queers kinkier in metropolitan areas? Is everybody in the suburbs discreet? We'll answer all these questions and much more, so don't you dare miss it. Don't forget to follow Gabby and I on Instagram and Twitter at Gabrielle Cassell and at ByBobbyBox. While you're at it, follow our sponsor, Fun Factory, at Fun Factory USA, our senior producer, Vivian McCall at Pansy is Gay, and the newest edition of our team, Jeb Baki at Sasparilla underscore Sam. Music for the Bad in Bed podcast is provided by Hot Machine, a project from Philly Band's Rubber Band Gun and Star Moles. We'll see you next week. <laughs>